This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. By day, Jim Richardson is uh, the Senior Vice President of Operations for the Troon Company. But Jim is also the President of the PGA of America. It is a pleasure to welcome Jim Richardson to the uh, Augusta Golf Show for the very first time. How are you, Jim? I'm doing great, John. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for thanks for saying yes to this. I appreciate it. Um, let's 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 talk a little PGA of America business first. Give sure. me an give me an idea, Jim. What what's the last year been like for your PGA members? Well, it's been extremely challenging. You know, a little over a year ago, we had over half the golf courses in North America were closed because of the start of the pandemic and. Uh, just so much thanks to golf professionals around the country who weighed in or were part of the process, working with health officials and state and local officials around the country. We developed uh, some guidelines called Back to Golf to show that golf could be done in a, in a healthy manner and really give physical and mental um, you know, relief to what a lot of people were going through. And we were able to open back up, and we saw some record numbers last year with golf increasing year over year almost 14%. And We've seen that push continue into 2021. So uh, golf courses have been thriving. They've been very, very busy. We've seen over a half a million new juniors come out and be introduced to the game. And it's all really being led by our 28,000 men and women from around the country. So it's been a challenging year, been a difficult year, but also been a, a good year for golf with bringing a lot of new people into the game. About those new folks coming into the game, what are your members telling you, Jim? Is, do you get a sense that this is going to stick? Well, we're working hard at it. I mean, it's really engaging that new customer, showing them the benefits of golf. I think one thing we've really seen and heard from a lot of professionals around the country is the amount of families that are getting into the game together. You know, with the the shutdown and the closures of a lot of other industries this past year, families were looking for something to do to get out of the house, but uh, to stay as a family unit. Golf's very unique in that respect, John, that you can actually participate together. If your grandparents or parents, you can go watch your son or daughter, whether it be a dance recital, music, soccer, baseball, other sports, but it's one of the very few activities and sports that a family can do together, no matter what your skill level is, whether you're a beginner or you're an advanced player or almost a professional level. Um, you can all enjoy the game and playing it together. That's a very unique aspect of the game of golf. Did anything, Jim, through all of this sort of outshine something else? And here's, here's what I'm thinking. Did we discover through all of this that nine holes is great and that people are going out and and playing nine holes and having a great time? Well, I think what we really discovered and a lot of new golfers discovered is golf can be played in a lot of different formats. Uh, You have these entertainment centers using golf to bring people together like Top Golf, Drive Shack. You've got nine holes. You have some families just going out for an hour because that's what they have. So they might chip and putt a little bit and go play four or five holes. What we're seeing is golf can be used not only as a sport at a competitive level, but it's great recreation and it's a great way to spend your free time. And we saw people come out in droves to just hit balls on a driving range or to come out and get a lesson for 30 minutes or to, again, go out on the golf course and enjoy it with family for an hour, hour and a half or nine holes or 12 holes. I don't think it's defined any longer that uh, you know golf has to be 18 holes of golf. You can utilize it, and you can play it in a lot of different ways, and you can enjoy the game and see all the benefits that golf offers. Jim, was there a silver lining somehow 
in, 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 in a small way through this pandemic, and I mean by this, before the pandemic, the game, the industry tried coming up with a lot of different ways to, to introduce people to the game. And, and you just brought up a lot of the ways people introduce themselves to the game. Was that beneficial to the game to almost get some honest to goodness, real time research as to how people view the game? Yeah, John, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think two silver linings were that we are introducing people in a different way, um, that they can enjoy golf in all kinds of different formats, not just the traditional 18 holes. The other thing we've seen is you can you know, really successfully market golf to the entire family, not just to one individual in the family that might be interested or might want to compete in some way. I think the other silver lining and what we've been working really, really hard on this relationship with national and local uh, political authorities uh, to show, you know, what a big business golf is and the jobs that it generates. Uh, you know, golf last year, the last few years, is an $84 billion industry providing over 2 million jobs. So it's a big business, and all those people can uh, enjoy a job, can enjoy a career. Uh, it's a lot of tax revenue that goes back as well in the local economies and a lot of what's done at local golf courses throughout the country is hosting and providing an opportunity for charity events and raising a lot of dollars for charities that goes back into the local community. So hopefully those two silver linings, bringing new people into the game and enjoying it as a family unit, and then also the work we've done this past year with a lot of local national government officials showing a spotlight on the industry and some of the things that golf provides to, uh, to the economy. We're talking with Jim Richardson here on the Augusta Golf Show. How'd you get introduced to the game, Jim? Well, like a lot of individuals my age, I'm in my 50s, John. And when I was young, my father introduced uh, my four older brothers and my sister and I all to the game of golf. He was a uh, high school and college football coach. And back in those days, you didn't have to necessarily work 24-7, 365 days (laughs) around the clock. And in the summertime, he really enjoyed golf. That was one of his passions and hobbies. And he introduced all of his kids to the game. So I grew up in a junior program in a small rural town called Kirksville, Missouri. And from there, I went on to play high school and small college golf at William Jewell College outside Kansas City. And and then got into the the business because I really enjoyed golf. And uh, the old saying goes, my father used to always say, you know, find something that you're passionate about and that you really love and won't really be considered work. Uh, You'll get to enjoy it for the rest of your life. And I went in as an assistant golf professional and Worked my way up as a head golf professional, later a general manager, and I've been fortunate to work at some of the best clubs around the country, and now I'm very fortunate to work uh, for Dana Garmany and Tim Shantz and the Truno organization. So I got started very, very young, kind of picking the range and washing carts and getting involved in the golf business, and have stayed in it ever since. Do your siblings still play? Yeah, all my siblings play. A couple of them uh, you know, fairly regularly because they have sons or daughters that are into the game. Okay, uh, But they're they're all recreational golfers. They play anywhere from, say, 10 to 30 times a year. But uh, some of our funnest rounds of golf are when we get together as a family and seeing my 89-year-old father and his siblings and then some of his grandkids all playing the game together. It's a, it's a great memory and it's a great time to spend as a family. Uh, do me a favor. Let me take, help me take the listener behind the curtain. You're the president of the PGA of America. We've got the PGA Championship at Kiowa next week. What do you do that week? Well, it's a busy time for all of us that are involved with the PGA, our national officers, our national board of directors, which is made up of PGA members from around the country, and our senior staff. We 
We have a, a traditional board meeting that we're trying to move the association forward and work on different programs and offerings during that we offer to our members around the country. We meet with a lot of our major sponsors. Obviously, we're trying to promote a lot of the work that our 28,000 men and women do. You'll see different uh, public service announcements and commercials during the broadcast that will be uh, advertising and talking about the work through PGA Junior League Golf, through our veterans program, PGA HOPE, which stands for Helping Our Patriots Everywhere, through work uh, that we're doing to introduce young men and women into the game and the industry through our relationship with the PGM colleges and universities around the country that offer a golf management program uh, to a lot of the work we're doing to try to get new people into the game. You'll, you'll see kind of the kickoff of a campaign called Make Golf Your Thing that a lot of the different organizations involved in golf are involved with. It's really just the invitation of inviting people out to the game, inviting them to make golf their thing as an individual, as a couple, as a family. So we work on a lot of different things during the week. Uh, mostly we're trying to spotlight, obviously, the best players in the world. But we're also spotlighting the work of PGA professionals and our 28,000 men and women around the country. And that's highlighted by our team of 20, which is 20 PGA professionals that qualify to play in the PGA Championship. So our best PGA members playing against the best players in the world. We're so proud of that group of 20 that qualify for that event. So uh, we have a busy week. It's, it's fun to be involved with, but it's a lot of work behind the scenes as well. Those of us that love the game... Uh, it can't get enough people to play the game because of all of its benefits. But those of us that love the game are a little close, no pun intended, a little can't see the forest for the trees. Um, how healthy is it, Jim? Well, it's, as you said, this last year with the increase in golfers, it's very healthy. I think you see some record sales numbers from some of the largest manufacturers. Uh, we're seeing record numbers of golf, record numbers of junior players coming out. So uh, we benefited from the pandemic, and now it's some hard work to make sure we keep engaged with those new customers, we keep them coming back, and we give them offerings that they're interested in. Uh, as, as we talked about earlier, I think golf shifted a little bit from just the traditional 18-hole round being considered that you're out playing golf. Uh, being able to go to the driving range for an hour is considered playing golf now. Going to a top golf entertainment center with friends for an hour is considered playing golf now. Coming out with your kids and chipping and putting is considered playing golf now. We've got to get over that stigma that that is playing golf. That's using golf to your benefit as a family and as an individual for both physical and mental exercise. So uh, we're working on it, and we're working hard to keep the game healthy. Uh, we did benefit from the pandemic, and it's our job as uh, individuals that are involved in the game uh, to keep that momentum going. He is Jim Richardson. He is the president of the PGA of America. I know it's going to be a busy week, Jim, but have a great week next week, and thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it, John. Thanks for all you do to promote the game of golf.